Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hey, welcome to Truth, Lies, Shenanigans podcast. Social commentary, hot topics, amazing guests with a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. We have a couple of hot topics for you. A 13-year-old boy was killed in Washington, D.C., and the residents there are pissed. And the liar, Representative George Santos, gets support from the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, even after admitting making up his whole life story. And if we have time, we will talk about stealing time at work. But Don't steal time from my story. Let me tell it. <laughs> Before we get into the podcast, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. First up, unfortunately, the lovely Lizzie is not doing well. She had an issue yesterday and could not be on this week's podcast, but we hope she's going to be okay and we're definitely going to miss her today. We do have our nature lover, gamer, rock star coming to you from Ontario, Canada, Mr. Robbie Rock. What's up? What's up, everyone? Happy Sunday. It has been a great week. Um, I had the pleasure of driving my granddaughter to school this week, and it's been a real treat because Aww. kids have no filters, and I love it. They don't. So we got to talking about sand, right? I know no filters. You want truth? Talk to a five-year-old. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so we got to true. talking about sand, and I explained to her how I enjoy sand, but not when it gets under my fingernails, my hair, my eyes and ears. And she looks at me and she's just like, you don't have any hair. So I was just like, no, dude, like, I have a little bit of hair. I just keep it really, really short. And she Yo, goes, and then so she looks weird. at me, she goes, okay. She goes, well, I don't cut my hair, but if I did, well, maybe only five inches, so I don't poop on it. What? what? <laughs> because she's got super long hair. So, so then it just—it took me. It's just like so she I can't fault hair. that logic. I <laughs> cannot fault that logic. Yeah, the things <laughs> that kids say. I tell you. Good point. Right. <laughs> so, All right. Next up, our college student, model, business owner, streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Miss Gianni Storm. Oh, hey guys. Hello, hello. I feel like this week has actually been 2023. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one, but it did not feel like 2023 when we entered. I know it's not like some magical shift that's supposed to happen, but this week felt really just smooth and it felt like we were like progressing towards something. So I felt good this week. I got a lot done. I felt productive, a lot of organizing so that I could be good for the year. Oh, look um, at you. And then I had, mm. yes. And then I had found out that my best friend is actually going to be moving to Atlanta in March. Oh, nice. So that oh, your best friend, you get yeah. to hang out. Trouble yes, in Atlanta. Trouble in Atlanta. <laughs> right, is she coming exactly. because of you or just because of what, a, a good job or something? What? No, she has a potential job interview here. So she's going to come in February, I believe, for the job interview. But the way her mind is set up, she already got the job. Um, and it's a really, really good job. So she 
plans on coming here. If not, she's still going to be working from home in Atlanta. Either way, I'm excited. Okay. Excited to be here. Oh, that's great news. It's tough. It's tough. Yes. <laughs> All right. And of course, I am your host, Neo Nix. So this was a packed week for me, actually. I'm, I'm changing jobs, but I'm also doing like a soft beta launch of the Pods Network next week. So I'm really excited about it. So it's a promotional network for podcasts. Basically, a group of member podcasts will get access to all of the features of the website, like our guest database, podcast profile pages, direct messaging. There's a bunch of other things. But the primary purpose is to help amazing podcasts like ours who are struggling to build their audience. Um, you know, with all the competition out there, a lot of podcasters have like this fantastic product, but they're just struggling to get listeners and views because maybe, you know, advertising promotion is just not their strength. The plan is Pause Network will have a team of people working on advertising and promoting all of those member podcasts really focused on getting people watching and listening. So really excited about the network. I'll be talking about it probably Amazing. like every episode. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited. about it. So, <laughs> so you'll be, you'll be hearing a lot more from me over the coming weeks. This, yeah, it's it's going to be amusing. So, so you're making the shift. You're going to be talking about the, the pods as opposed to talking about the gym. Yeah, like, right, right. So I'm always, yeah, I'm always talking That's about pod cycling and fitness. So now, now it's going to be pods <laughs> network. <laughs> oh, it's shorter to say. <laughs> also, I was so, uh, and, and we're looking for some uh, beta testers too. So if anyone out there has a podcast yes. looking to build your audience, just reach out to us at uh, info at pods, P O D Z network.com. And the good thing is, if you're selected to participate right in the, in the, in the beta testing, you get six months of basically free advertising for your podcast and you'll be helping nice. to tailor the future website and, and the network. So I hope we get some really amazing podcasts. I'll keep you up to date on what's going on. And, and we're, and I also let you guys know when you guys can start you know, getting signed up as Watching. well. Yep. Yes. Nice. So yep. Should, should do a soft wait. launch next week. So it should be a lot of fun. It looks like my uh, project manager for Paz network is on here. Ikra Irfan. So she says, uh, Pause Network will be awesome. <laughs> She's online. So that's awesome. Yes. All right. Let's get into some hot topics, guys. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right. Gianni, Gianni. So you got a young kid in DC who was killed. So talk to us about it. Yes. So this has been a hot topic in DC um, on all sides. So for the past week, 13 year old and a 13 year old and his two friends were out at about four in the morning, apparently stealing cars. The allegedly. His name's Carl. Allegedly. Allegedly. We got to make sure we say allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly stealing cars. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, the 13 year old Karan Blake was shot by a vigilante. Um, there were recent car thefts in that area, and the homeowner, Sok Karan, uh, near the cars, like I said, at four in the morning and thought the kid was stealing cars. He ended up shooting him and very little details are being provided by police, including the name of the shooter. So this has sparked a lot of outrage, like we said, on both ends. So I just wanted to bring this to the panel and see what everyone's thoughts are. You know, I, I don't want to beat on dead horse, but too many guns, too many people. It's it's. It's awful. Absolutely awful. My heart goes out to the Blake family to lose, lose a child so quickly, violently, and tragically has to be heart-wrenching. Um, 
for the community, his friends, everyone that knew this kid. Um, that's just going to be yeah. awful. And I like how you prefaced it, uh, Johnny, just saying shot by vigilante, because at the end of the day, that's exactly what this is. It's vigilante justice. It's someone who heard something and decided to yeah, grab a gun and go walk up the street to check out what was going on, get into an altercation. And then as a result, you know, so I understand, of course, why this person's name isn't being released at this time, because I'm sure that it's under heavy investigation. Oh, you understand it. And to pro- Interesting. It's to protect this person's identity until there's a proper investigation done. I don't know. Like, it's messed uh, up. It, it's so weird. You- it, it really, really is. Yeah. Well, let, let me first ask. So, Gianni, you you uh you you had your car broken into a couple of times. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but, but on top of that, you own a gun too, right? I do too. Yes. So uh, let me just ask you: Do you? I mean, do you understand where this guy's coming from? Where you know he potentially, you know, might have seen a thirteen-year-old hanging out by his car, and and then. Just thought he was stealing his car or stealing a car or messing with cars or whatever he thought, you know, would you have like, uh, I definitely, that's very interesting. Cause immediately I'm like, no. Um, but to play devil's advocate, there has been a point where it's like, because it happened to me multiple, a few times, like I, my car was, you know, robbed. <laughs> so at one point I was like, what if I just shoot? Like I would be in the right if I just like shot them in the leg or in the butt or just in the air. Mm. And I have to be honest with that because at the end of the day, I don't know if these young men are going to come into my home. You know what I mean? I'm a single woman. I live by myself. I have a dog, but it's like a safety thing. I think that when you're I in know, that but you're anticipating mode, something that, you know, you're not in, you're not an immediate threat, right. Of somebody coming to your home. I mean, the 13 year old wasn't going to, wasn't going to rob him and, and, I mean, he's a 13-year-old kid, right? He's not going to rob him and take all his money. He's not going to mm-hmm. rob him, but I don't want to, I don't want to like, I do, what I don't want to do is kind of like let go of the fact that he was allegedly possibly robbing cars or doing whatever pr- criminal act. And that doesn't mean that because somebody's doing that matters into your own hands, but it's almost like consequences to actions type thing. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. We do have, we're do, we are fortunate because Lizzie is online. So she's joined us in the chat and she is saying, you know, let the record show that the teens arrived in a stolen vehicle. So, I mean, it does lend credence to the story that they were up to some shenanigans as okay. some are wont to do. Um, and an interesting question from uh, Jacqueline Robinson is where the one question no one is asking is where were the parents or guardians? Why is a child out on the street at 4 a.m.? Let's have that discussion. Exactly. Thank you. This reminded me so much of the Trayvon Martin situation. Like whenever I saw this, I was like, this is like going back to what, 2012 or what year that was. Um, I felt the emotions of the people that were gathered at the town hall to get answers. I like was feeling it with them. I wanted to cry, but I couldn't help but think like, while you guys are, you know, coming together for the sole purpose to get, and that was to get justice. My thinking is why can't we do that without the court or the town hall? Like communities should start to implement some actual system of protecting our no, our own neighborhoods correctly. And I know people have like weird feelings about that because they're like, um, where, where does that line draw? Like who would be taking over and 
what kind of power would we give them? But I think that's more protective and if it's more tight knit um, to be able to protect your community that you know so well, like you know your neighbors, you would protect them like they were your son. So I feel like we need to get back into implementing some type of like community-based protection, not the neighborhood watch. Please stop that. <laughs> Please stop with the neighborhood watch. <laughs> I, was gonna, I mean, but this, but this is, um, but we're talking about like, you know, like you said, a vigilante, you know, who decided to take on the actions of um, what the police should be doing. I mean, you should be calling the police. You should be saying, hey, you know, there's someone outside messing with some cars. I see them. Yeah. You watch neighborhood watch, but you're not there to shoot and kill a 13 year old. But I just want to point out some comments online because um, there's a lot of this mm-hmm. going. Uh, a lot of this. so. Um, yeah, Lizzie says uh, people need to understand the climate of violence in teens at the moment in D.C. Violent carjackings and thefts are the norm in D.C. right now. I know that there is that TikTok thing going on, especially for these young kids uh, looking for uh, where they teach you how to steal. Uh, Kias and Hyundai. Me. Yeah, on, I have man. a Kia. Yeah, they they teach you how. To, that's probably why you that. uh, probably getting attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been like a thing. No, seriously, it's, it's been a thing for like the past few months of people going after uh, certain years of Kias because of TikTok. But yeah, so I don't think it's just a thing in DC. Um, it just had you know, but there has been some a lot of carjackings and things going on as well. Uh, Kevin Thaxon says it's extremely unfortunate for the family. There are numerous carjackings and thefts in DMV. I have mixed feelings about this. And that's how I feel. I have, I have mixed feelings too. I think the reason I have mixed feelings though, is because I think it's kind of strange for, for it to be a week out and police officials have not told people exactly what happened, who the person was, who did the shooting. You know, it feels like they're protecting somebody for some reason. I don't know exactly why or who it is, but I feel like it is frustrating when you don't get the information you're looking for. Um, usually when we have these press conferences, you know, they pretty much tell here the details that we have so far, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this, yeah, we have an active investigation, but they have a suspect. They, it's not like they're looking for somebody. So why can't we get information on what they believe may have happened, what is alleged, et cetera. Um, and, he also said that the uh, the person who did the shooting was a DC employee, but they're not a apparently really? they're not in law enforcement. Yeah, um, those are true. Those are true details that came out about the yeah. Those are the uh, person. Those are the only facts that we know so far. This is why I'm so excited for this new generation coming up because not all of them, as we can see, but because I feel like they implement something where it's like solution based. I know that whenever. Um, we do things like come together, like I said, and then the protesting and then communicating and awareness and stuff. I feel like it needs to be more proactive, like an actual system that's put in so that we don't even have to necessarily um, go back and forth with police and try to figure things out. I just mm-hmm. I just feel like it's 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 going to be the same thing. Like this is going to be the same thing. It's a deeper issue than what is being seen. Yeah, uh, I just want to point out. Lizzie says uh, what we do know is that the black the shooter is a black male, DC government employee. Also, want to point out that he did have a concealed carry license and the firearm was registered, um, but he's not law enforcement. I do also. I, he did. The man was the one who called nine one one and was performing CPR when the officers arrived. What? Yeah. So he was That's interesting. 
Yeah, so he was actually trying to save the child. So it's hard to say. The problem is, it's hard to really have a really strong opinion about this because we really don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Early on, there were some questions to whether or not this was a a white on black crime, you know, similar to Trayvon Martin. But turns out that this is really not like Trayvon Martin at all. I mean, again, I I know. Why? Well, for one, this guy, this child does appear to have been stealing cars. I mean, all the evidence points to that at this point. But again, we just don't have enough information. It's still only alleged. Um, Trayvon was walking home. He was just walking home. Right. And on top of that, it wasn't a um, a racial difference here. Mm-hmm. It was a, a black man shooting a, a black child. So it's a little bit different yeah. than Trayvon. But if, the details, yeah. Yeah, it has, a, it has a feel of Trayvon in the sense that, Absolutely. you know, a young child was, was murdered and we don't have a lot of details. Randomly. Some more comments online. Liz is still on here. So Trayvon was walking to his father's house, minding his business. These teens were presumably in the act of committing a crime. She also says three weeks ago, a woman, an elderly woman, was violently carjacked by a group of teens in the MDC in PG County. A 12-year-old was just arrested for killing someone in a carjacking. So there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a rash of carjackings going on. And, and what that does is that creates, it creates a climate in the community. It creates a climate. And so for someone to go out maybe seeking some vigilante justice because it's something that's going, that's getting out of control, I can I understand see, how yeah. that mindset. I can understand how someone might slip into that mindset, and yeah. I guess for me, again, it just raises the issue of the proliferation of weapons in the United yeah. States. Because again, another young black man has lost his life before it even started. Man, like at thirteen, yeah, yeah it started. Baby. Man, yeah. I guess the question was: Was he really protecting himself? We don't even know that. The DC police chief said that for shootings to be justified. A uh, person has to be in fear of their lives or the lives of others. And uh, Olivia online says, I would only ever shoot if my life or life or a life is an immediate threat. And that's why I don't need a gun. I think everything is a threat. <laughs> so she'd probably be shooting everybody, apparently. <laughs> See, and that's what I keep saying about American culture. It's people who are scared of and are arming themselves to feel secure. So I'm glad that Olivia has enough sense to recognize that. She does feel threatened by society and having a gun wouldn't be a good idea because in most cases, it is not a good idea for people to carry a concealed weapon, a firearm. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weapon at the end of the day. It's true. It's meant to kill. A deadly, a deadly weapon. when, When you're saying that, you know, hey, you know, I might pull the trigger and shoot him in the leg or I might shoot him in the butt. You're a crack shot, man. And if you hit the femoral artery, then forget it. They're, they're bleeding out. They're done. So I don't know. It's what, what, I still don't understand why this 13 year old was allowed to be. I mean, we, we're not talking, and similar to what uh, Jacqueline Robinson was saying, we're not talking about the fact that a 13 year old was out at four in the morning. Out at that time. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, we're the parents here. I mean, and that's it. He, I say this if this thing. kid wasn't out messing, messing around with cars at 4 a.m., he, he would still be alive. No question. Maybe something is happening in his own, you know, young personal life to where he felt he had to be doing something criminal with friends. A lot of these kids come from yeah. situations that we probably won't understand. Not to take away from your experiences as, you know, growing up because nobody, but I just feel like for them, for a lot of the kids, just speaking from my own personal experience with the kids in that this this neighborhood, it's very ghetto, like I told you guys. And it's like these kids are super... Um, it's just a different mindset, a different 
breed almost. It's like the way they make the breed process. You make a good point. Rob and I, in pre-show, Rob, you know, because I'm from D.C., uh, Rob was asking me what's, because it was on Quincy Street in D.C., what the area was like. And I was letting him know. So there is a huge divide, even just from uh, block to block of demographics of wealth and poverty. So you may have a, a group of places that were previously considered ghetto, um, quote unquote ghetto, right next to places that were condos that are like, you know, charging $5,000 for a studio, uh, you know, so, right. you know, you, you're, you're looking at a huge gentrification issue. And so, yeah, it could be a socioeconomic issue where you have these kids um, just trying to survive, you know, doing these, you know, by joining these car rings and things like that, just trying to Absolutely. get by in a, in a city that is extremely expensive to live in right now. So, yes. Good point, Johnny. All right. So is this, there's a bunch of more comments online. Let me, let me get to a couple more comments. Um, and then we'll, I'll ask the question. Lizzie says daddy was online posting receipts of how much money he spent on the kid's funeral suit, $1,800. Kevin Thaxton, a number of the kids are followers. I came from those same neighborhoods. Petworth has always been sketchy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Criminals have to have to work hard. Office workers rarely do. Um, Lizzie says it's a black middle class neighborhood. Mm. All right. So is this truth? Lies, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Unfortunate truth. It's a sad truth, man. I'm calling it shenanigans. There's some shenanigans going on with this. Ooh. DC employee person and they're keeping it all a secret for some reason. I want to know who it is. I think, I think something's going on with that. I mean, sure. There's some truth in the fact that, you know, he may have been stealing cars and, but there's something going on with that. I just want to know who it is. So I'm calling shenanigans. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So let's get on to our next hot topic. Lies, shenanigans. All right. Representative George Santos. What a scumbag. So he was recently elected to the House of Representatives uh, for New York, but voters soon found out he lied about his entire life, his entire biography. For one, he claimed he owned a $1 million apartment in Brazil and his family owned 13 real estate properties. Well, nope. He's living with his sister who was about to be evicted. He said he graduated summa cum laude from Baruch College, scoring a 710 on his GMAT and his master's from New York University. Nope. Wow. Dude never even looked at a college application. He said he what? worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Nope. He maybe got a couple of emails from him a couple of times, but <laughs> he even <laughs> claimed, he went as far as to claim his Jewish grandparents fled Europe to avoid the Holocaust. Nope. <laughs> Come to find out he's not even Jewish. Instead, he says he identifies as Jewish. What? The, the list of lies goes on and on. There's a ton, right? So the, the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, is supporting this guy, mostly because he has a small majority in the House, four people. He needs every single vote he can get. Uh, but in response to Santos lying about his resume, he said, quote, so did a lot of people here in the Senate. <laughs> so my question, is it okay to lie to get elected? And should people caught in lies be removed? Johnny, what are your thoughts? Um, no, 
No, it's not okay to lie to be elected, although I know a lot of people do. And yes, you should be removed. But here's the kicker. I think that if you are somebody who is making real impactful change, people like you, you're doing the right things, and you have lied to get to that spot, maybe because you want to help the people so bad, and so you're like, this is the only way. I'm biased because I'm not mad at that. Because I feel like although your credentials were not true, if the impact you're doing, the work you're doing now is actually helping people and doing something right, then I think that you should stay. But essentially to lie to people, to be able to get what you want seems um, honestly probably more common than we choose to like believe. But I don't think that it's right. I don't think that it's right. You know, having your resume is one thing. I mean, everybody pads their resume. But this guy lied. He misrepresented his education, his work history, his family, his financials, everything. So if I can't trust you with the small stuff, how can I trust you with the big stuff? It's This is an axiom we throw around work quite a bit. And this really applies because if you lied to get to where you are, you cheated, you stole... How can I trust you to effectively do that job? So I have a really hard time buying into this Robin Hood kind of myth that you've got going on. Well, you know, despite the means, he's still doing something good. Mm, no. But I mean, in the no, real work world, if you lie on your resume, if you lie about your qualifications, you can be dismissed with cause. Yeah. And there's a strong likelihood Federal that employees. by the end of the day, mm-hmm. you will be escorted out the front door <laughs> along with your shameful banker's box that you get to keep. You know, hey, you get to keep this, but nothing else because you lied. You don't have the qualifications. On to top of that, Robbie, on top to your point, on top of that, you would not receive any type of security clearance in any way, shape or form. <laughs> I mean, and this guy has the potential, depending on what McCarthy decides to do in terms of putting him on committees, has the potential to be on committees where classified information is given. Right. And we, he, this right. is clearly a con man, right? Mm-hmm. He's been conning people mm-hmm. for years. He had a um, he had a Ponzi scheme going on that the SEC was uh, investigating him for. So. This no, is, no. He claimed that it was a hundred percent legitimate when they investigated it in 2020. So Oops, horrible. I guess it was a Ponzi. <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm really concerned. Like you said, if 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 it was your resume or anything like that, you'd be fired. No question. If it was a federal employee, any other federal employee or civil servant, you'd be fired. No question. Right. So why are we? Yeah able to treat representatives. I get he was elected, but when we're talking about the type of lies that this guy has told, um, you know, you know, McCarthy won't even send it to the ethics committee at this well, point. That's, at the very least, it's a breach of ethics. And it's, Absolutely. Uh, the, I mean, the last, <laughs> I mean, the previous administration really brought out that there needs to be a huge ethics sweeps done throughout your entire political system that people need to be held to a yes. higher account. Because it's become so yes. undeniably and overtly corrupt. I mean, this is a perfect example. I fronted you a completely, damn near completely fabricated resume. And politicians, are, they're populists. It's, if I don't know anything about you, I'm going to read what's on paper. I'm going to listen to the message that comes from you and your party. But then if I come to find that it's right. completely falsified, Lies. then who did I put yeah. in office? I should have the right to say, well, no, I don't want this fool representing me. because. 
I don't know who he is. Nobody knows who he really is. <laughs> Sorry, That's Kevin. True. Kevin, thanks. Good, good. Again. No, I was saying, um, how did he even get the clearance? Like, they don't do, they don't call. <laughs> like, they don't call the employer. <laughs> <laughs> you mean references? Like, the Check the references. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's, 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 there's something wrong with the political system that we, I mean, we just, there's something, there's something wrong with it. There's definitely something yeah, wrong. There should be a way that we, we don't allow certain types of people into office. There should just be a, a guide to certain types of people cannot get in office. If you've lied about your resume, if you've done this, if you've stolen taxes, if you've stolen money, if you're an ex-con, there should be some reasonable expectation that because people voting for people don't know that these things. I mean, it is up for the news media to investigate and all that good stuff. But if I'm a voter, I don't know who's honest or who's truthful. I may have voted for the con man and not realize it. So you can't blame the voters. So who solves that problem? You know, there has to be a solution to this. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. so, uh, so, so Kevin Thaxon had me laughing because he said, Neil Nix, that's what I'm worried about. Um, you know, getting him getting classified documents, he says, but folks have classified documents to read on the toilet these days, <laughs> <laughs> referring to obviously <laughs> the two the two presidents, the last two presidents who <laughs> have taken classified documents home. <laughs> and he doubled down to it with if you marry Soviet spies. <laughs> oh wow! Oh you! Oh wow! Trump. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh Kevin. <laughs> So Sonia, Sonia C. Elias says, um, it's not okay, but the majority in those positions do lie. Um, and she's not wrong, right? Big time. So what do we do? I mean, what do we do, Gianni? How do we fix this problem? Come on, you got you got something for me. I know you do. Yeah. All right. This is what I think. I think that we need to do a sweep of office of everybody in our entire government system. We need to just, I don't, I don't want to say everybody should fall, but I feel like the majority because mm -hmm. it, the system is already corrupt. So we need to sweep and then we need to start implementing new people that actually care about their neighbors and their humanity around them. Cause that's the only way you're going to get real results. We keep thinking that these people care about us and they, they don't. Yeah, you're right. The system, the system does foster corruption the way it's designed. It is, does foster. You're absolutely right. Jacqueline Robinson online said he didn't just embellish his resume. He literally fabricated an entire life. He didn't have. He's a career criminal and a con man. The only person he's helping is himself. The residents of New York didn't vote for George Santos. As New York Times readers noted, he's a fictional character and a collection of molecules walking the halls. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, and his mother died twice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That was one of the other lies. Apparently, his mother died on 9-11 and then later died from, quote unquote, from being at 9-11. So from cancer later. <laughs> What? <laughs> he tried to make his life so interesting. Like his life could be a movie, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> Jewish grandparents, nine eleven, everything. Just throwing everything in there. She she, she right. also said this is epic malpractice by Democrats in New York. There were almost ninety pages of opposition research on this guy, and they did nothing with it until it was way too late. That's a really good point, actually. That is, we didn't yeah. actually discuss because. I mean, it's, I said it was up to the news media, but it is actually up to the uh, opponent to get that yeah. information out there, to investigate and make sure they have the right information and to 
you know, when you go into debate, say, hey, what did you do? You know, were you really at uh, Goldman Sachs? You know, that's true. So. So, yeah, this is actually a failure of the Democrats as well. That's a really good point. I wonder how Republicans feel about this guy. I haven't heard any. Oh, yeah. No. So the Republican. So obviously in the House, McCarthy wants to keep as many votes as possible because. Right, right. What'll happen is if they dismiss dismiss George Santos, then it goes to basically a a reelection. They basically do the election again, and because this guy lied, and actually the Republican Party in New York has called him out and asked him to resign, it's likely that if there's a another election, that the Democrat would probably win, just because you've already been duped once by the Republican Party, and this was traditionally a Democratic area as well. Matter of fact, Biden yes. won uh, the, the county when he was running for president by a lot, apparently. So maybe the Democrats did that so that it could be like a public thing so that we could scrutinize this guy. And then he doesn't like he doesn't run that area anymore. Like the no. Republicans, <laughs> like maybe they waited for it to come out and be a bigger thing than it was to. I don't know. Yep. That's theory. Yeah. All right. Is this truth? Nice. Well, this is an obvious one. <laughs> this is a whole lot of lies. A <laughs> whole lot of lies. Lies and whole shenanigans. Lot of lies. This dude lies and shenanigans. Liar, liar. But he is definitely, liar. I mean, this got to be one of the worst liars in Congress ever. I mean, he's got to. <laughs> he's, he's, he's earned my special sign. He's earned my special sign. He's full line. of it. He's, he's, he had to have set some kind of record or something for number of lies told. I mean, I know Trump told a bunch of lies, but still, I mean, <laughs> this is like, it's, yeah, right? it's, it's, it's just that old. How, how can you tell when he's lying? His lips are moving. <laughs> right, right, literally. <laughs> All right, let's get into our final topic. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right, Robbie, we're talking about some teleworking issues again. What's up? We're talking time theft. So an accountant in British Columbia has been ordered to pay her former employee more than $2,600 for time theft. So she had initially put in a claim saying that she, for $5,000 to cover unpaid wages and severance, arguing that she'd been fired without cause. The employer later went back to their tracking software and were able to demonstrate a discrepancy of almost 50 hours between what she had reported and the work that was actually done. So my question is, should employers be monitoring telework employees this carefully to ensure that time theft is not taking place? Because it's a double-edged sword. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. All right, I'll start things off. So if your question is, should they be monitoring it? There's no question they should be monitoring it. Um, You know, there's no question. I mean, because that just comes down to good management. People do try to get over on teleworking, but you got to keep in mind, you got to keep in mind though, when you're at work, right? How many people do you see taking 15 minute smoke breaks all the time, hanging out at the cooler, taking an extra hour for lunch, you know, hanging out at their desks on Facebook and and doing fantasy football. And uh, I mean... I'm saying coming in at the crack of 837. You missed it. You missed it. Right. I mean, so, I mean, I get it that teleworkers, we need to track their time. We need to make sure they're doing the right things, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But the reality is that whether they're home or away, it really doesn't matter. They're going to try to get over. (laughs) 
So it really comes down to good management. So poor managers will let their employees skate regardless of where their desk is situated. Doesn't matter. But good managers can effectively manage their resources no matter where they are. Maybe China, India, it doesn't matter. If you're a good manager, you follow up effectively. You know, workers need to know they get the, they gotta get their shit done or they don't get paid. Um, then, you know, that's it. I mean, I, that's my thoughts. You, you I feel like that's true, Neo, but I feel like sometimes with the managing, I remember working a um, work from home job and I felt like the managing is what made me start a business. And now I have a business because it's like, I don't have a problem with monitoring. Like we said, that's, that's, you're supposed to do that. That's natural for the, for you to be successful. Um, but I feel like sometimes the micromanaging can be in, um, I agree. like we're, it can it can just kill the environment. Like it makes you not want to work there. It can kill the whole community of of the workplace. But I also feel um, that maybe there is like some automatic system, and then if you go over that time, maybe you can communicate to like a team lead or a manager that hey, this is my overtime hours, or I don't know. But I feel like there's different ways that you can monitor a good like business person. A good manager is creative at the end of the day, um, and has to just be effective. Yeah, I'm not a big proponent of micromanaging. I, I don't like micromanagement, even if, again, if I'm at work or not at work, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's been lots of times where um, I'm at, um, I'm teleworking, right? And let's say I have a doctor's appointment during the course of the day. Sometime during the day, I have a doctor's appointment from 12 to 4, and I have something due the next day. You know, I may not work 9 to 5. But I might work from eight to twelve, and then I'm there for I'm working on the project from six to shoot, probably into twelve midnight sometimes, just trying to make sure because it really should be about the job, the individual job. So yeah. again, a good manager would be like, "Hey, look, this is what you need to do. This is what I need done, and I need it done by this deadline. Get it done by this deadline. Use the hours allotted to you to get it done. This is how how many hours I expect it to take." Um, if it takes more, let me know. If it takes less, let me know. But here, this is what I expect. And then mm-hmm. when that deadline hits, you know, if it's done, then you've accomplished your job. It really doesn't even matter how many hours you worked. You know, right. and we all agreed to terms of employment. When we started our jobs, there are terms of employment. If my, right. I'm supposed to work 37.5, 40, 42.5 hours a week, that is the number that I'm supposed to be working. And, right. you know, you know, like you were saying, you know, if people are working on site, you know, go for an extra smoke break. You take a walk around the building. Just I've seen people legs, going or, literally every <laughs> like half hour. Every hour. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean there there are chronics, and I mean th- those people need to be called out too for sure because it's like that's well, true. I'm like, like really again <laughs> because I choose a healthy lifestyle. I get to work an hour more every day while these people go out and well maybe they got something. Maybe they're onto something. I don't know. That's what right. I was thinking. I'm gonna have to figure. I'm just like, let me just get a fake cigarette and just start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta smoke. <laughs> gotta get the deep voice it's too. Part- yeah, I get the smoker's right. voice. <laughs> it's part of my cessation plan. I, I gotta smoke these straws every 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 hour. <laughs> don't forget the black lips. You gotta, you gotta paint your lips black too. You know, look, get him some dark lips. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't pick up a bad habit. But that's it. There there are good tracking and monitoring (laughs) tools out there, and you don't have to micromanage because at the end of the day, if you're getting the necessary productivity out of an employee, then it really shouldn't be 
a case for discussion. If they are meeting right. or exceeding the needs, then great. Where I see it right. really becoming a key factor is if you have people who are underperforming while they're teleworking, mm-hmm. because then at that point, it's like, well, do you really have something going on at home? Is it that chaotic? Do you have that many disruptions? Should you be going back to the old model and coming back into the office? It should almost be like a performance-based thing. But in this situation, I kind of find it interesting that, you know, the employer or the former employer was able to hit back and go, no, no, like you're coming to us for damages. All right, here are the numbers. Here's a quantifiable. (laughs) Here's 50. 50. It's a very, very. It was funny that the employee sued the employer and then then the employee was the one who had to pay. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, you guys owe me some money. Uh, No, we don't. And uh, yeah, all right. And she had to pay for the court fees, of course. She had to pay for the court fees. All right. Interesting too, Rob, that you um, said you mentioned the um, like low performing work from home people or or tele teleworking people. I've noticed on TikTok they keep having this like toxic culture of where they're like making work from home like worthwhile in a way. So they'll have like two, three work from home jobs at, and be working them at the same time, which I'm not knocking mm. anybody's hustle. I, that's cool, whatever. But it's like, you're not really, you might be having somebody on the phone you're and just focused. put them on hold. Right. Or they'll go yeah. in at the last minute, like five minutes before their thing starts. Like I said, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle, but it's like, you don't, you're not working. Yeah, I, re- I had to recently let an assistant go for the same reason. Terms of employment at that point. And that's an earlier comment that I made. There are terms of employment. So if you're working two jobs, then you better be working 70 hours a week at home. Because if you're just putting in your 40 hour week with two full time jobs, then yeah, then you're abusing the system. So yeah, if you yeah, can telework are. two full time jobs, hey, go for it because you're working from home. You're not commuting. You're not killing yourself with a commute every day to get right. to these two jobs. So I think it's about productivity job, though. Yeah. I mean, cause like I hired for, for pause network, I've hired a, a couple of assistants and you know, you know, when, when I give assignments and give things that I need done, done, you know, some people meet the deadlines, uh, you know, or they don't, you know? And so right. if we're not hitting the deadlines, then you're not, you know, what I need, you know? And so I actually recently had to let some, let one go because I was like, hey, we're not meeting the deadlines. And so, like you say, it's just about setting the expectations, setting the standards and saying, hey, this is what I need by this time. Can you do it? Um, and, and that assistant, that particular assistant that I'm talking about had multiple gigs, as they call them. Right. So multiple people yes. that they were assisting. So they were trying right. to do multiple things at once and then would fall behind and then wouldn't get things done. That's not what I need. So you know, they can go focus somewhere else, but that is fine. You know, as long as I recognize that and then, you know, move on from that. So right. performance management. Change. Yep. Yep. Right. All right. There's some comments online here. So Jackson Robinson, it would be grossly responsive. Employers didn't monitor employees who are teleworking. Their instances last year with the DOH um, uh, department of housing employees took their work laptops with them to Disney another vacation destination without the government's uh, knowledge or consent. Uh, Kevin Daxon said, it's just plain dishonest. We can't continue to support dishonesty. And he also said, robots don't mismanage time. No, they don't. Yeah. (laughs) Don't. That's horrible. We're going to be taken over by (laughs) robots. So, all right. Is this true? Lies. Shenanigans. 
Oh, a whole I'm bunch declaring of shenanigans. 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 Shenanigans <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I thought I thought it was really funny that she she goes to sue them, <laughs> and she she in turn is the right? one has to they, pay. They flip the script on her, man. Remind me of Judge Judy. <laughs> Happens on Judge Judy all the time. <laughs> that's that's why we can't have nice things. That's why we can't have nice things. That's true. That's very true. All right. Try to finesse. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's have some fun. Time for our game show. I love that intro. (laughs) Today's game is Would You Rather? All right, so we all get to play today. Real simple. The app will give us two options. We have to decide which we'd rather do. If our answer matches how the majority of people answered, you get a point. person with the most points gets the final thought for the show. So everybody remember how to play? (laughs) Yes. All right, let's go. All right, first up, would you rather eat rice with every meal? And never be able to eat bread, or eat bread with every meal and never be able to eat rice. So, Basically, which do you prefer, rice or bread? Right. So yeah, pretty much. I'm no. going with bread. No rice. I prefer. I, like rice I prefer rice, but I feel that there's a greater variety of bread out there. So for my palate, <laughs> I'm going to go with bread because yeah. that'll make meals more enjoyable for the duration of my life. I'd rather eat bread with every meal and never be able to eat rice. What about you, Gianni? What did you say? Uh, I'm gonna do rice. You're gonna go with rice. All right, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gianni, rice. Where are they taking this poll from? This must be like this must yeah, be in China or something. An ethnic, <laughs> you know. Neil, even if it's international, yes. please. The North American numbers are dwarfed. They're nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Gianni. Good, good job. Such All right, <laughs> Gianni. I mean, uh, all of us, actually. <laughs> Would you rather be a character in the movie Gone with the Wind or Wizard of Oz? That's easy. I'm all about Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Yeah. yeah. I've Gone never seen wind. Gone with the Wind, so I'm going to yeah, have to go either. with Wizard of Oz for context. Well, see, I, I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I know what I'm getting with the Oz. I'm a little bit darker. Right. So, you know, it, when Gone with the Wind was made, you know, we, we didn't fare too well in movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with the Wizard Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Let's see. Oz. What? Gone with the wind. So we're all wrong. Wow. <laughs> unexpected. Yeah, that is unexpected. Unexpected. <laughs> I feel like these. Oh, by the way, Lizzie's great. online playing. We need to count Lizzie in. She oh. said uh, she's all about the rice, red beans, and rice and sushi. <laughs> Even Woo-hoo! Kevin Fax said rice is life. She that also said Oz. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Dropping some Scott Pilgrim references. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next one. Let's see. All right, Johnny's in our lead. So, all right, would you rather take amazing selfies, but all of your other pictures are horrible, or take breathtaking photographs of anything but yourself? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so funny. I'd rather take breathtaking photos of anything but myself. I'm with Neo. I'm with Neo. But I think that we live in such a narcissistic society that it's absolutely going to be. I think it's going to be selfies. the other way around. But yeah. I would prefer taking breathtaking <laughs> photographs. Yeah. I'll be honest, even though I know what the answer probably is. <laughs> what are you saying, Jan? I'm going to say selfies only because like, I'm not a photographer. So I don't And you want care. the win. <laughs> yeah, let's see. You're about to get it too. Yep, fifty-eight yeah. percent, Gianni. All right, good job. Gianni got two points. Uh oh, I don't know if we can catch up. We got two more to go. So let's oh, man, see. I'm getting That's too funny. 
<laughs> Baxton said anything but me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Jack and Rob said but definitely the latter. All right. Let's oh, see. Was, next one. I was smiling. I should have been doing something pouty with my lips. <laughs> yeah, right. Pouty. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> selfie. There you go. Duck lips. <laughs> Lizzie says no selfies. No selfies. What? <laughs> All right. Would you rather never be able to leave your own country or never be able to fly in an airplane? Mm. Never be able to mm. fly in an airplane. Well, isn't that the same thing the almost? Same thing? Yeah. I'm like, this no. <laughs> almost. Never. No. Because, I guess you have to take I mean, a boat. Could, yeah, you could take a boat. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Duh. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to say never be able to fly in an airplane. Yeah, because I got to leave this country. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah. I, I, the plane. Never be able to fly. Yeah. Right. So we're all saying airplane. Yeah. Oh, it's never to be able to leave your own country. Dang. We're all wrong. Wow. I'm actually, yeah, well, I'm not yeah, totally yeah. surprised, but I, yeah, I get it. I get why somebody. I, mean, I'm I'm not, get it. You know, I could travel by boat. It's an option, but I wouldn't. I'd cruises and transatlantic voyages and big boats. <laughs> no. <it's not laughs> She called me about when I asked how Lizzie's online says Titanic. boat. He said boat Bama when I asked about like how would you get off the <laughs> isn't it the same thing? <laughs> okay, Liz, get it. Thank you. I figured it out. I love right. when she says Bama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's an old DC thing. I, I make fun I, I make fun of everybody who says it. I still have friends that say it now. <laughs> Nice. All right. <laughs> Would you rather give up watching TV or movies for a year or give up playing games for a year? Oh, TV and movies. Goodbye. Mm. Yeah, probably the t- for a year. Do I like movies anymore? For a year? Yeah. I would give up. I'd give up games give for up, a year. Give up my vids for a year or give up TV and movies for a year. Easy call. The TV only reason movies. the only reason is because me and my wife enjoy watching TV and movies together. So. Oh, together. Yeah. That's the only reason I would I would give up games to be able to do that. All right, let's watch Not some YouTube it. videos, original content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Documentary. What did you say, Johnny? Just so I make sure I get the right. Um, I'm giving up the TV. Giving oh you don't, I don't TV. watch it anyway. Oh, you want games. Okay. Yeah, so, let's see. What the answer is. Ah, TV and movies, I get a point. But Johnny wins the game. my first time winning in years oh it has been a little while <laughs> actually it's been a well, little it's while. first time this year <laughs> this year <laughs> all right, right. Let's, let's get in some shout outs <laughs> all right Robbie. well i would like to just say support the arts so a shout out to all of the creators and artists out there Thank you for the music, the images, the videos, the stories, the taste sensations. Our lives are a little bit better each day because of the artists. Love it. Gianni? Um, I want to shout out my family. Um, I've been getting really close to my family and just talking a lot more to them. And shout out to my friends. Uh, just, yeah, just a homely, heartfelt shout out to you guys. All right. I'm going to give a shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. Proud to celebrate his birthday. With the 18th, every era or so, there's just one human on this planet that changes the world. I think had it not been for MLK, his fortitude, his courage to affect change during that difficult time. I'm not sure I personally would have had all the amazing opportunities I've had today. And I'm certain 
we wouldn't have had this podcast <laughs> where I can yeah. openly share my thoughts and opinions the way I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to think just because my skin produces a little more melanin, you know, I, I don't think some people realize that that's actually a good thing that you produce a little more melanin. Anyway, <laughs> racism right. is a plague. I'm thankful for MLK's sacrifice to make things better for me and my family. So, all right. And that is officially all of the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. I hope you learned something, gained a new perspective, or simply had some laughs with us. We will be back live next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, or you can listen to the episodes of the podcast on Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, and you can always check out our recorded live episodes. Subscribe to us on YouTube at TLSshow.com. T-L-S-S-H-O-W.com. And our winner, our rare winner for the final thought of the day, Gianni Storm, <laughs> close us out. Okay, I'm going to leave you all with this. We've talked a lot about um, things happening in the community. Well, I talked about it. Uh, things happening in the community and how we should be more community-based. Whatever you do, if you donate food, if you give a homeless person socks, or if you you know, help a stray cat, call somebody for, to help a stray animal, we need to start thinking like that more. So I just wanted to put that in you guys' atmospheres in your world just to be conscious of that in your everyday. I love that. I love that, Gianni. Great love message. It. All right. Thank you, Robbie Rock, Gianni. I'm going to thank Lizzie because she was online hanging out with us. But most importantly, you, we need to thank you for listening to our shenanigans each and every week. Have a great week, everyone. Mm-hmm.